Welcome to AP GoPocast from Whitman Hanson Regional High School in Whitman, Massachusetts. I'm history and government teacher Steve Botello. And joining me every episode are students from our Advanced Placement United States Government and Politics course to share their insights on current political news stories in these turbulent times. Student guests will discuss the facts and sources of these stories make connections to our curriculum, and most importantly, share their own opinions on the big issues of the day. This is AP GopoCast, Episode 6, recorded February 4th, 2020. Today I'm joined by Ben Rice and Christian Hall. They'll be telling us about Supreme Court cases focusing on public funding for religious education and Obamacare. So today I am joined by Ben Rice and Christian Hall, and they're going to be talking to us about what they have read recently and how they analyze some of our most important current events. Ben's going to start us off. Ben, what did you read about? Tell us about your topic. Okay, so my article was a uh, New York Times article written by Adam Liptak, and it was called Supreme Court Seems Ready to Lift Limits on State Aid to Religious Schools. So mostly the article just went through a, like, a series of Supreme Court rulings um, all over the country. Um, one of them was on um, religious institutions getting money for making a playground safe, uh, safer by the state government. And, but the most, the most uh, important ruling was in Montana. And the Montana Supreme Court um, ruled against uh, religious schools receiving scholarships um, so yeah, uh, many parents were uh, outraged <laughs> that um, their uh, children couldn't get scholarships to go to a religious school because uh, other kids could get scholarships to go to private schools. So um, yeah. Now when you say scholarships, you mean this is taxpayer dollars, this is public money going to them? Yes. So um, the Montana Supreme Court ruled that public money couldn't go to children who want to go to religious private schools. Interesting. And uh, main point was that parents should have a choice to decide whether or not they want their kid to go to a religious private school or a normal private school. And um, they were a little, some parents are a little angry that um, their kids can do that. So this is, what did you say the source for this article was? New York Times. Talk to me about the bias for the New York Times. What did you know? What did you learn about the New York Times and what potential bias it might have? Uh, well, most of my articles that I've done so far this year have come from the New York Times. And um, on mediabiasfactcheck.com, it always says that they are left-leaning, like left-center. And usually the articles that I read, they're not really, they can't really tell if it's biased left. And obviously this one's not really a, uh, like, political case. It's more of a, like a religious case, obviously. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it didn't seem like there was much bias against it, against either side. Okay. And what did you find as ways that you could connect your article to what it was that we studied in class? What are the ways that it connects to what we've been doing about the courts? Well, uh, in class we've been talking a lot about religious, court, uh, religious cases, Supreme Court cases, and um, 
many like Lemon v. Kurtzman and Wisconsin v. Yoder um, have to, or Engel v. Vital have to do with like religious and schools and stuff. And this uh, was related to that because it's religion and schools. Mm -hmm. And I know that this case is just before the Supreme Court now and they haven't, as you pointed out in the article, they haven't reached a decision for this yet. What do you think the Supreme Court might decide? Given how the court is currently made up and it's a 5-4 conservative majority, how do you think the court's going to decide this case? Um, I believe that the court is going to side with the parents and the children who want to send their kids to private school because uh, I also believe that parents should have the um, choice to be able to send their kids to a, a religious school and still get money, even though it's uh, like public money and it's technically going to a kid who's going to be learning about all this like, religion and stuff. Um, but I think that the parents should be able to choose whether or not, because it's still a private school, but just because there's going to be religion involved, I don't think it should hold them back. And that doesn't come into conflict with the First Amendment and the separation of church and state for you? It's, it's okay for you if that continues to happen? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking like the big picture, like the kids like receiving an education and just because his parents want to um, have him leaning towards a more religious education doesn't mean that like that's all he's going to be learning about. Like He's still going to be learning about everything that like any other kid would be learning about. Okay. But what if, because you're a public school student, and the curriculum that we teach you is fairly well monitored and pretty well controlled, but that's not the same with private schools. And the state really doesn't have much control over what is taught at a private school. And I especially don't know what happens in Montana private schools. But... What if the kids aren't being taught the same, as you say, the same kinds of things that the public school kids are going to be taught? Is Are you okay with that still? Well, maybe if uh, the Supreme Court did rule in favor of the parents, then there would also be like another like stipulation, maybe, like that okay. the, um, the religious private schools might have to maybe even be like regulated in that like they have to have like, they have to have a a plan basically on like a what, set curriculum yeah curriculum that's what I meant okay on um, like what they'll be educating interesting do you have any questions for Ben um I have one now say if the public tax dollars went into um something that was non-secular how would you propose you change that to fix that um well, like I said when Mr. Patella like, asked the question, uh, it would obviously have to be regulated, so I guess like the Supreme Court would have to decide like, what is too much, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, um, like, I don't know, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess that would be something that they have to decide. And would you be okay with that if you knew that it was funded for religious reasons? I think I'd be okay with it because it's not, not everything is going to just a religious purpose. Mm -hmm. It's still going to the like, kids' uh, education. So we talked about the Lemon v. Kurtzman establishing that lemon test, you know, whether or not the government is getting too entwined with a religious organization. If the Supreme Court does agree to allow Montana parents to have access to public funds as scholarships for religious schools, does that chuck out 
the Lemon test and the Lemon v. Kurtzman, and does this become the new precedent, do you think? Um, I think in a way, uh, I guess that could happen. That obviously made this, this case a huge case if that uh, eventually happened. Um, but yeah, I think the Lemon, if the Supreme Court would side with parents totally with what they agree with, then I think the Lemon test would just be out the window. It's going to change this course, and, and hopefully the College Board is listening. <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll have to change which of the Supreme Court cases we're going to need to know. You're living through history. It's Mon amazing. Montana, whatever. Monta yeah. <laughs> well, we, don't, we, we need to know what the name of the case is. Goodness <laughs> sakes. All right. Thank you, Ben. Now, Christian, what was the subject that you researched? What did you read about? So my article was titled, The Supreme Court Will Not Rule Quickly on Obamacare Appeal. And it was also by Adam Lichtak, the same author as huh. Ben's. <laughs> so it was obviously on New York Times. And mine was about the Democratic Party is rushing to um, try to get the appeal for Obamacare out because they think that it will help them in the future and maybe um, replace President Trump. It will help the Democrat. The Democratic Party have like a foothold in the next election because that's kind of a strong subject for them, I guess. So this comes after the um, the Supreme Court denied to appeal the decision because they feel like it's not ready yet and it's not like a fully developed plan. Like there's nothing to replace it yet. And this comes after a, in 2017, Republican state officials in Texas, this appeal was in a lower court in Texas, and they ruled, they ruled the same, that it was unconstitutional. Um, sorry, I'm a little unorganized here. Yeah, take your time. It was unconstitutional to require most Americans to have health insurance because that kind of takes away their freedom to choose, I guess. And and President Trump weighed in heavily and defended the Republican uh, officials in the lower court as well as the Supreme Court because he doesn't want healthcare kind of rising to be a big topic. Yeah, that was a major campaign focus of his. Yeah. So did you, this is also from the New York Times, Ben's <coughs> told us about the New York Times having that identified left-leaning bias at times. Yeah. Did you see any language in your article that indicated a bias? Did you see any loaded language? Um, I know New York Times is known for having a left-center bias, but in this article, it seemed like the facts were being portrayed in like a very nonpartisan manner and like very professional and straight to the point. So I didn't notice anything that was like leaning towards one side or the other. Okay. So when the Supreme Court a few years ago heard the first of the many complaints about the Affordable Care Act, is sometimes called Obamacare, the court surprised observers because Chief Justice Roberts, himself a conservative justice, can, you know, appointed by a conservative president, 
he ruled in favor with the liberal side of the court and not throwing out the entirety of Obamacare. The individual mandate and all of the other elements of Obamacare haven't been entirely thrown out, and the Republican president and the Republican Congress haven't yet been able to come up with what was sometimes promised by them to be an alternative. And here we are stuck in the middle. We, we see some of those candidates who want to run for president for the Democrat Party promising things like Medicare for all or single-payer health care. And President Trump still has yet to give us his alternative plan, but he may at some point. What do you think the country should do going forward? Should we require people to buy health insurance? Should we provide everybody with health insurance? Or should we just go back to what it was where those people who could afford health insurance would have it and those people who couldn't wouldn't? What's your take? Um, well, I think it's a good idea to kind of not fully terminate it yet because there is no kind of alternative method to it. But I think... I know in places like Canada or England where healthcare is like universal, um, the quality is not like as good as you know people would think it would be. And I think that if they were allowed to be private, like healthcare company <coughs> companies, um, <laughs> <coughs> private healthcare companies that could provide even better care but like a slightly higher cost, that people should have like the freedom to choose mm -hmm. that over just the basic. And I think that the um, that healthcare should be universal as well as an option because for lower income families, they can't like, um, I know you mentioned in class that healthcare costs and health insurance is like very expensive and a lot of people cannot afford like the, the private companies so I think it would be something just to give them at least an assurance that they have care. So you'd be okay with the creation of some kind of a safety net health care plan? Yeah. But if people could afford it, they would. you would want to require them to pay for private yeah. health insurance? Okay. So you would want to set up some sort of bracket. guideline yeah. or you said bracket? bracket or Interesting. Okay. Do you have a question for Christian on this subject? I did have two questions, but you actually just answered that. Yeah, um, so let's start my second one. Uh, so if Trump doesn't get impeached, and if he does get reelected, do you think that he would pursue an alternative to Obamacare? I think it would certainly give him more time, and I think with more time, um, he'll kind of have, he'll kind of be able to sit on it more and work on it, rather than the other topics he's been working on, like trying to push for like a wall, or the other campaign promises he's had. Um, I think also not just that he has time, I think Americans want to see something done because they don't want to see him do nothing about it. And one of his big things was getting rid of Obamacare. And if there's no alternate like um, uh, plan. plan, then I think people will start to doubt his trust. <laughs> Did you have any other questions? No, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you both very much for sharing your information, your insights. I appreciate it, and uh, have a great day.
Thanks, guys.